When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Hello, friends. Happy Thursday. What a difference a day makes. The sun is shining and... Yesterday's forecast was spot on. It I was. know that that was bizarre, but it was right. You know what? So it's so funny because the exact way that we figured it would go, or we thought that it might go, it did go, and it was quick. It was a blast of winter. Overnight sucked. It was freezing cold. Like waking up this morning, I was like, ugh, cold. Uh, but it's nice and sunny as we record this podcast, and uh, we know that there's some rain on the way in most parts of uh, Ontario, but mm, it eventually we'll get there. We'll get there. Going to start things off with an old friend of ours in the content world, COVID-19. The World Health Organization has now updated its COVID vaccine guidelines and advised that children and teenagers in good health may not require vaccination. According to the new guidance, healthy young people are considered low priority for COVID immunization. The WHO explained that the public health benefits of vaccinating healthy children and adolescents are much lower than the established advantages of administering essential vaccines for childhood diseases like measles and polio. Of course. So for those who didn't follow what I just said, despite everything that they made us do and all the hoops they made us jump through and all the shaming they gave us, now they're saying it's very low priority to immunize kids and teenagers for COVID-19. In fact, they're saying the measles, mumps, rubella, polio vaccines are far more important than COVID-19. Yeah, absolutely. Just yesterday, the U.S. uh, Congress voted overwhelmingly and on a bipartisan basis, both parties agreeing it's time for America to end their COVID emergency that started way back when Donald Trump was in office when COVID started. They want to end it, which would mean they will get rid of formally the requirement that you must have two shots of vaccine to get into America unless you're an American citizen. To be honest with you, it wasn't until I was talking to a friend of mine about the fact that I'm going to the States soon. I'm off to Vegas in, in a little bit. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, make sure you have your uh, your proof of vax handy. Don't forget. And I thought they were kidding. I was like, <laughs> that's funny. They're like, no, seriously, I forgot about it. And he had to actually, while he was at the airport, he realized because he saw some signs. And then he had to try to track it down. And he did find it and everything was fine. Are they seriously still doing that? Like, They're I, still I seriously doing joking. that. I, I thought he was kidding me. Joe Biden and Justin Trudeau combined have another angle on COVID, and they want to push as hard as they can to get as many people vaccinated as possible, even though it's down to, like, the single digits, the amount of people that get a shot in one day. Nuts. They're still requiring that for non-American citizens, but it's about to end. The emergency will be ended after Joe Biden signs it, if he signs it. Now Congress, bipartisan, has said... It's over. They just need the presidential signature, and then it is officially, officially over. Uh, there's other things on our radar today. I'm, uh, I'm thinking about what they're going to do in Toronto here. City Council today is going to debate a motion proposed by two councillors that they enter a pilot project because they can't just change anything. They've got to ease people into it because, well, we hate change, don't we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to allow you to drink alcohol at the park. And, and I am very much in favor of let's let adults make adult decisions. 
I just don't know that I like drunk people making adult decisions. And I'm not sure that drinking alcohol in the park is really the best idea. I just don't really see that pressing a demand. They're saying because during COVID, people learned to gather outside. That was the safer alternative than doing it inside. And be that as it may, I still don't know why you would want to go down to the park and haul a a six-pack of coolers or a 12-pack of beer or a couple <laughs> bottles of wine with you down to the park? Will you drag it in your little wagon and let's set lay down a blanket and get pissed? I don't know if you go out of your way to, like, have a, hey, let's get ripped at the park. I don't really think that's what it is. I think just knowing that you're not going to get in trouble if you do bring beverages, and people bring coolers as is, and I'm thinking about rentals. That's where my mind goes. Because there are a lot of parks that you can go to where you can rent a pavilion. So in my mind, I'm thinking about those spots where you would have parties and people can host parties there. And I think you rent them through the city. It doesn't cost you any money, but usually you can rent those pavilions and people do birthday parties at the park and all kinds of things. So I'm thinking in those scenarios, if you bring your own cooler and hey, you want to bring a few beer, you want to bring a couple seltzers uh, or whatever it is that's your that's your thing, a can of a Caesars, Moth Caesar, whatever. <laughs> like, whatever your thing is, you can bring it and not worry about, like, cops busting you. How many cops were busting people to begin with for something cash like that? I couldn't tell you. I hope they're not going around and be like, what's in that cooler at this kid's party? It's a $300 <laughs> fine. Yeah. 300 I, bucks. Yeah. I mean... I don't know how many people even got busted. I, you, I don't know. There's got to be track records. Maybe different cities or different parks are known for it more than others. But I think about those occasions. I do think about, like, it would be cool to have a picnic, maybe a date, and bring a bottle of wine and not worry about consequences. But all of that said, you still can't get right ripped at the park because there's still public intoxication laws. That's right. Yes. You know, so it's, it's a weird thing to be like, yes, you could drink at the park, but don't get too drunk. So for you... There's a minimum, you know, like or a maximum, sorry, that you have to hit, you know. I, I don't know. And who even wants to? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Right now, you would probably do it with what? Like a Solo Cup or a Thermos or a Yeti or something like sure, that. Sure, yeah. If you really want to take alcohol to the park. And nearest I can tell, that system is working just fine. I don't think there's a lot of cops or bylaw people walking around saying, hey, let me sniff your Yeti. I don't think that's happening <laughs> unless you're actually drunk and being an asshole. That sounds like it's supposed to be sexual. <laughs> give that Yeti a sniff. <laughs> however, <laughs> however, just flat out saying it's okay. Yeah. I, I, again, I'm, I'm team less rules, more adult decisions. However, in this case, I just don't see the demand or the upside for it. If they vote in favor of it, mm-hmm. I don't think I'm going to care either way. Mm-hmm. If they vote against it, me too. I, I think it's probably not the greatest decision. Not life-changing by any means for me. I guess if you're really dying for a beer at the park, it's, to me, it's kind of a weird place to want to drink where families and kids are hanging out. Yeah, and that you think about that most of the time. And then most of the time, that is what parks are used for. I suppose into the evening hours, they don't even recommend you go to parks in the evenings, don't they? Don't most cities say, like, you're not really supposed to be hanging out at the park late at night. That just brings trouble, doesn't sure it? Sure does, yeah. So I, I, I don't know where the point is. I, I'm with you. I'm with you on this. I don't see myself going out of my way to do it. I feel like the only time that I would ever even do it if it's approved is if I was at a party and there happened to be a cooler and there happened to be a seltzer or something. Okay. 
but I'm not interested in having more than one drink at a park. Like, no thanks. Yeah, it's a strange thing. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Maybe there are certain parks that we're not a part of, though, or that we don't venture to that this would be a big deal at. But again, you you can't get ripped anyway, so I don't understand it. We mentioned the cost. It's a $300 fine if you're caught drinking in a park that you're not supposed to be drinking in. And and, and that's fine. $300 is $300. Maybe that's an incentive to not do it. I don't know if you're hearing this too, but I'm reading a lot of articles lately, op-eds mainly, calling for us to change around the way we do fines in that if you get, for example, a speeding ticket, speeding tickets in particular, tickets from the cops, should actually be more representative of how much you actually earn, i.e., if you get caught going, say, 40 over the limit, that's a pretty substantial fine. And if you don't make a lot of money, it would be a much higher impact on you than someone who makes six, seven figures, and it doesn't really matter to them if they get a $400 fine. Never thought of it that way until you just, until you brought this up, that this is the discussion. Could this, would this deter people who are, let's say they have a lot of money and they're like, I don't fucking care. Bring on the tickets. Don't care. Would it deter those people? I don't know if we have the answer, but is that the point, I suppose? I don't think it is. I think they're trying to make it more equitable for someone who's low income and um. gets a fine. And and they get the same fine as somebody who's making half a million dollars a year or that, that guy who runs uh, Hydro One. But I don't think that we should go out of and be like, oh, you poor thing. You still did something wrong. You broke the law. You broke the law. But it's, oh, but you don't make a lot of money, so mm, it's okay. But only only pay 20 while well, this person is paying 200 because you, but you still broke the law. Like, it, I don't know. I don't, that doesn't, and that does not math up for me. Yeah, I agree with you, Kat. I do. I, I do understand the argument, but I think that the argument is not necessarily being portrayed in the right light. They're trying to say it's unrealistic to expect somebody who makes $20,000 a year to pay a $1,000 fine because they got caught stunt driving or mm-hmm. something like that. I totally understand that argument. It's more punitive on them. Maybe the goal should be charging more if you make more, or maybe we can all just agree that there's certain things that are not allowed in a civilized society, and if you happen to do one of those things, there is a punishment. You know going into it, when you're speeding, that there is a fine attached to it. Nobody ever thinks they're going to get caught until those lights behind them turn on. Mm Mm-hmm. And it, if you only make 20000 and you got a $1,000 fine, well, what the fuck were you doing being Ooh, that reckless? Yeah. Why were you being that reckless that you got a $1,000 fine? Yeah. I, I just don't, I think it just kind of goes against the fact that we are equals. You know what I mean? As humans, we are supposed to be treated equal, regardless of how much money we make. So why would this be any different? I agree with you. Uh, for those who are pitching this idea, I'd like to hear a little more about it. Go ahead and, and keep on with your quest. I don't know if this is going to go anywhere. It seems like there's a lot of nuancey type things happening to try and curb the, the spread of violence and, and just general assholery out there. I don't think that this is it, but I'm open to hearing more of the argument. You mentioned going to the park for a date. It's actually something that just came up recently. We know the economy is bad. Even the government is now acknowledging the economy is really bad. I saw an interview with uh, the finance minister, Christian Freeland, the other mm-hmm. day, and she said something that I thought was very interesting. She said, we asked before we did the budget for input from external economists, and we asked them for their take on the economy. And one of the things we noticed is they still have a very optimistic view about the economy, whereas the government's own internal numbers saw the, the economy start to really hit the hill back in November. 
So as far back as November, the feds knew that this was getting bad and that budget is fully expecting we're probably going to hit an economic downturn, a recession, if you will. So they know it's bad. We know it's bad. It's just the economists in the Bank of Canada that won't acknowledge that. Well, with the economy being bad, that affects our personal lives. If you're single and going out on dates, we that was expen- that's always been expensive. But when the economy's really bad, how do you save a few bucks? Are you still doing what you would normally do for dates? Have you cut back on the number of dates you're going on? Or did you just amend the activities? Going out for dinner is still the number one thing that people like to do. Really? Going out for dinner. Going out for dinner. And that's not cheap. It depends where you go. Depends where you... (laughs) Sure. Yeah. You get a big king combo for $6.59. You can't do that. I'd like to go out with you on Whopper Wednesday. Yeah, you can, I can only go with you on a Tuesday. And here's why. Going out for dinner was the number one thing that people like to do. But get this. The second most popular date night is a night in together. Not a let's go. Yeah. It's a come on over. I like that. I'm coming over. I do too. Yeah, the, I always like that. The question got asked though, is that a date? Yes. Really? It's a date. Anytime that you can get together with that person and have conversation and have that one-on-one time and connection, no matter what you're doing there, maybe you're cooking together, maybe they're cooking for you, uh, maybe you're watching a movie, it's more private than going to a theater. Like, I take that over going to a theater to watch a movie when you're in the getting to know the person stage anyway, because there's not a lot of conversing that can happen in a theater, where it's like, if you go over to someone's house Maybe that's the case, right? So they're ordering in dinner or they're making dinner for you or something like that. I think that's nice. You get to know the person a lot. You get to be invited into their world. And I think that that's very meaningful. Going to the movies was number three. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know for a date. It's a date night. Don't get me wrong. And, And you could do things before and after it. But when you're getting to know someone, like a first date, for me, it's weird to go to the movies. I'm trying to think. I think in the years I've been dating my girlfriend, we've been to a movie once. And you're right. We didn't talk to each other at all. As soon as the lights went dark, well, talk to you in two hours. Yeah, exactly. It is kind of antisocial. You're right about that. Uh, Cooking together was number four. Okay, nice. I feel like that's one of those ones that sounds nice, but in practicality, not so nice. Because you say, is it because you say cooking together and that means you're supposed to do it together, right? Yes. Yep. But sometimes you like it your way uh-huh. and they're in your way. They're in my way right? is the biggest problem. But on their end, they feel like you're in their way uh-huh. and they like it chopped a certain way and sauteed a certain way and you don't like that. Right. I could see that being an issue. Yeah. I, I Cooking together again, nice idea. In reality, not so much. You know what I like? How about we go to the kitchen together and you sit there and have a glass of wine or a coffee and, and we'll chat away. But I'm going to dice, and I'm going to chop, and I'm going to peel, and I'm going to do this. And if I have to turn to get something out of the fridge, oh, shit, you better not be in the way. You better get out of the way because I'm cooking here, baby. sit back down and keep drinking because I'm in charge. Five's an interesting one. And again, I mean, you can see the theme of we're getting cheaper here. So other than going out for dinner and going to the movies, a night in, cooking together, are in the top five, so is going for a long drive. A long drive. When you say long, like how long? Are I'm going to say road trip. I'm going to say three hours minimum. Whoa. Where, where, where are you going? So here's the scenario. I'm going to, I'll tell you how I would do this. Hey, thinking we could spend some time together. I have got to 
run up to Sudbury to <laughs> pick up. Oh, I'm out immediately. I'm some out. Mail. It's three hours each way. What do you say? You down for a road trip? Let's right. go. Okay. See, that could be fun. Again, it's the one-on-one time you're gonna get in the car, and you could learn a lot about somebody when they're behind the wheel. I think. Really? Yeah. You would judge a date by their driving? Well, I mean, I, w- I hate to use the word judge, but you just get to know them a little bit more. See how, see, just test it out a little bit. Test the water. See what happens when you touch their radio. Are they going to freak out on you? See what happens. Or do they have a little bit of road rage? Are they patient behind the wheel? Do they drive with care? Are they treating you like a precious cargo that you are? You know, all of those things would come into play. Sure. Touching the radio in a radio personality's car. Don't do it. Don't do don't that. Don't you and dare. You know what? We like the commercials. We like it when they start talking. So don't touch the radio just because you heard a commercial or the DJ start going on. Shopping is number six. I don't know if this is shopping. A lot. There's. This is one that's got to get talked out in advance, I feel like. You've got to have a plan. You can't just say, hey, let's go on a date. Let's go shopping. Because then it's a little ambiguous. Who's paying for what and what's on the table? What's being offered here? I think if you're going to ask them, hey, do you want to go shopping? You've got to assign a task. Like, hey, I need to buy some new shoes to go with my blue suit. Why don't you come with me to the mall? That might be okay because it's on the table that you're going to buy shoes. If you leave it open-ended, let's go shopping. Ooh, are you taking me shopping? What are we buying? Is there a budget? Is there not? That's too ambiguous for me. Of all the ones on the list that you mentioned, I friggin' hate that one the most. Shopping. I don't want to shop with anyone. And I mean girlfriends, my husband, my kids. I like to shop alone. I I like to go at my pace in the stores. I like, take my time, do it my way, the place I want to go. It literally, for my birthday every year, you know what I ask for? What? It's time to shop alone. Really? I don't want any fucking person to come with me. And if a girlfriend's like, hey, I want to go, you guys want to go hit up, like, we'll go for dinner or something like that. You want to go to the store? I'm like, no, I don't want to shop with you people. I don't get to take the time that I want to take, and then I have to look at what you're getting and be like, that looks great. But really, I just want to focus on what I want to get there. I've got a mission. I'm very particular. So shopping is out for me. Hmm. Totally out. I'm gonna write it off too. I think it's a terrible you don't idea. Like it? Yeah, hmm. I don't like it. I don't know. I, I think some people would. Maybe I don't know. If you're sh- if you're doing like fantasy shopping, because I, I do think back to when I first started dating my husband. When you're when you're mentioning all these things, and we did a lot of fantasy shopping, and that can be fun. Maybe you're going to IKEA. You're like, you know, it would be cool. Do you like this in a bedroom? Oh, what do you like? Do you like this as for a kitchen appliance? This, that, like those kind of fantasy shopping. These are fun, but not when I'm actually trying to shop for something. That's when it's like, no, no. Tell me more about fantasy shopping because this yeah. does sound interesting. So you go out and shop for all the things that you would like or yeah. or you can get to know someone by going shopping with them, yeah. obviously, but you don't actually purchase anything? Yeah, the stores hate it. But you go in and I, my husband and I used to do this. Loitering so f- is what you're doing. You're yes. going on a loitering date. Furniture stores, uh, hardware stores, anywhere with appliances, um, home sense is a good example. And you just kind of fantasy shop. Like, do you like that? And you get to know someone's taste a little bit that way. And you don't buy anything. You just kind of like, that'd be cool. That's nice. Oh, you hate that kind of thing? Oh, I like that theme. Oh, you don't like that theme? It's just fantasy shopping Hmm. romantic walk on the beach not as easy to do around here because our beaches well we do have a lot of beaches in ontario some of them aren't the nicest beaches 
I don't know that it's all that accessible, really. I, I, it's dirty. Yeah, it's you're cold. not wearing seagulls, Fucking too. seagulls like, for everywhere. For me, it's the seagulls. Yeah. Like, get out of here. I don't worry. Don't shit on me. Get out of here. Uh, walk on the beach in the Caribbean or even Florida or yeah. something like that might not be all that ideal for here. Camping, number eight. Well, I'm out. See ya. Bye. You're out, too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. A cottage. I'll join you at your cottage. That sounds like a fun little date weekend or whatever it is. Mm, I don't want to sleep on the floor, thanks. Not on the ground. Engaging in a hobby together? Okay. Whose hobby, What's though? Hob- My hobby yeah. or your hobby? Do you have the same hobby in common? Do you? Sometimes people do like to learn what the other person likes. It doesn't mean that they want to do it, too. And for example, I mean, like, maybe you're into golf. Yeah. So you take your girlfriend golfing with you on a date. She might like to know what golfing is all about if, let's say, she's never played it before. Or mini golf. I don't care. Whatever. Something in that umbrella. Maybe you do it as a date just to get to know that person. Like, oh, they're interested in it. Cool. Doesn't mean they want to actually do it after that. You're but, quite right. Right? So I think it's okay to do those things, but don't expect anything from it. Game night. With two people? Or are we like doing a like a multiple couples thing? Because that could be fun. I like that. I get together with my friends sometimes. We play games every just, now and again. Just two people. Yeah, I don't... Like, what games do you play? The only game... <laughs> Sorry, I was about to venture into an R-rated territory. <laughs> the only non-R-rated games that I would play um, are, like, fun things that we'll pick things out of a hat sometimes. We'll have, like, a bottle of wine, and we'll pick things out of a hat, like our next trip. What's it going to be? You write down a few places. I write down a few places. Stuff like that along those lines. That's, like, really the only game. But I don't do, like, card games. Like, I won't sit there and... Like, I feel like... We could reserve that for like our 70s and 80s. Like, I'm not interested in doing that as a 30-something. No, thanks. So again, back to the theme of money here. I'm going to take out the ones that cost money and just do the ones that are fairly inexpensive. So a night in, cooking together, long drive, virtual shopping or fantasy shopping, as Kat called it, walk on the beach, camping, doing a hobby together, or game nights. Eight out of 10 on the most popular dates are very, very inexpensive now. Mm. The The poll also found that the average couple does two dates a week now. It used to be four. Oh. When did it used to be four? It used to be four pre-pandemic. Pre-pandemic. Yeah. <gasps> so we can't even blame COVID. Or can uh, we blame COVID can, on our habits? You can blame COVID on the amount of money that we don't have anymore. That's or- it. I'm working. I can't tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you got to make money. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> sure. That makes sense. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Want to play a little bit of this audio that you tracked down for us 
for today on our morning radio shows. We're on Energy 95.3 and 91.5 The Beat every weekday morning. In the afternoon, you can hear us on 103.1 Fresh Radio in London. And at night, you can hear us on Fresh 93.1 in Barrie. Jeremy Renner doing an interview already after he almost died. And we knew that that crash that, that injured him was bad. I don't think we knew how bad it was. Yeah, we'd heard all kinds of reports and really didn't hear from Jeremy other than him posting some photos of himself recovering once he was able to do so. And we knew the extent of the injuries was bad because we read it. But this special will kind of show you pictures. I guess his family took some footage, not of the actual issue, that ha- the, the actual situation, which was that he got out of his snowcat. And, and the snowcat, just picture it's a, a giant plow. It's It's crazy. It's cool. It's very cool. He was plowing out for his family, like plowing his area out. And he's obviously has a big property. And he got out of the snowplow to help his nephew because he was about to get hit. Like his nephew was about to get hurt, hit something. And then that's when the snowcat all of a sudden just started rolling over him. Really bad. Someone's been run over by a snowcat. Hurry. He's been crossed. There's a lot of blood over here. He is in rough shape. Keep breathing, man. Keep fighting. This is the sound of someone that was dying. Eight ribs broken in 14 places. Yeah. Right knee, right ankle broken, left leg tibia broken, the left ankle broken, right clavicle broken, right shoulder broken, face eye socket, the jaw, the mandible broken, lung collapsed, mm-hmm. pierced from the rib bone, your liver. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's my body look like? Am I just going to be like a spine and a, and a brain, like a science experiment? Oh, ho, ho. Okay, truth be told. How, how is he alive? I know, honestly. I know. Uh, I, I, Jeremy Renner's a bit of a dick. Jeremy Renner has a bad reputation as being kind of an asshole. All that said, I hope that this, I think that this experience, it seems from these, this teaser of this interview, which is going to air next week, I wonder if it humbled him a little bit. I'm, and I'm just telling you the truth. Everybody in media, we all talk when we interview celebrities and there's celebrities known for being really great people, then there's celebrities known for being assholes. He's just one of those celebrities known for being an asshole. Even though you'd like to think he's not, he, he, he was at least. And I'm wondering what this is going to do for him because he does seem to be a bit humbled. It sure certainly would change anyone's perspective, I think, coming that close to death. And like he mentioned, that's pretty much what it was. That was the sound of a dying person. Yeah. If, if he didn't get the help that he needed as quick as he did, he would have died. Everyone was certain. But I mean, think about those injuries. Broken knee. I can't even imagine what a broken knee feels like. And that wasn't even the most painful thing in his leg. Both ankles, broken, broken tibia, broken clavicle, broken... uh... It was all down one side of his body. So just picture like someone's half of their body crushed. Like that's what it was. It was half of his body was physically crushed under this thing until they managed to pull it off, like to roll it off. And even then there was blood, as they said in the 911 call, I think there was blood apparently everywhere. Like apparently it was just like snow cone, red snow cone oh. everywhere, like really bad. It's amazing he survived. When you're the paramedic that shows up at that call or the doctor and nurse that greet them in the ER, where do you start when someone is that mangled up. I don't even know where you start to try and put them back together. Oh gosh, I I know. I wouldn't be able to figure that out either. I ne- and that's one of the things God bless you or whatever you believe in bless you for those people who show up first on the scene to those kind of horrific cr- situations, whether it's a snowplow accident or a car accident, like cuz I would my first thing would be where do I begin? What do I touch? What do I not touch? Yeah. And he also added he was awake during that whole thing. You know, when certain certain people feel a certain amount of pain, they'll pass out. 
That's usually what happens. So sometimes yeah. you pass out and then it works to your advantage and you don't remember a lot of the pain. He was awake for the whole thing. Says he remembers every bit of bone crushing happening. He felt it all. He remembers it all. It's going to stay with him. I feel like you need some like therapy after that. I don't mean physical. I mean mental. Probably. <laughs> right? It's a slow moving vehicle or fairly slow anyway. Yeah. So yeah, he would have felt it. And I think it went up his leg and out his shoulder or was it yeah, started his shoulder like and down his leg. In any case, you're right. He would have felt the crushing. He would have felt his lung collapse. He would have felt the bones break. And I can't even imagine what it would be like. I, I At some point, he probably would have been praying for death. You know, Probably. you know what's crazy too is that uh, he also got back on the Snowcat recently. Really? He's, he's, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, they're not paid. dangrous if you use them properly. That's the thing, and he did pay a fair amount of money for them. They're not cheap, and he obviously wants to face a fear. I do have to say though, it's it's it, you got to respect someone who's able to get past all of this. Not just that, but in the interview, I mean, I don't know if he has wearing makeup on his face now or anything like that, but it looks like he's doing really well. <laughs> like he looks fine. Like he looks. It's great, which is crazy when you think about the fact that half of his body was crushed. It's nuts. Last thing I want to mention before we wrap up this episode is there's a lot of scams going around now, and some of them are really bad. Yeah. I was watching The National last night, and they were doing a story about a woman who got scammed. And in this scam, somebody used a voice recording or technology where you can mimic someone else's mm -hmm. voice. And all it takes, by the way, is only a few minutes of audio now to be able to mimic someone's voice. That's crazy to me. Yeah. But somebody, a scammer, phoned this woman with the voice of her son and all it was, and the woman's convinced it was her son. She thought, this is my son. I mean, no reason to think this was a scam. So the call was simple. Hey, I'm in a lot of trouble. I want to let you know I'm okay, but I'm going to need money. I think the scenario was I hit somebody. She was pregnant, and the police are here, and I don't know what's going to happen next. They're going to call you. And then they got another follow-up call. Hey, we need $10,000 right now to do this, that, or the other thing. And the parents got the money together. People showed up at the house, collected the money in cash, and left. It was a scam. She fell for it. But playing on the emotions, sounds like your kid. No reason to think it's not your kid. You were going to pay out the money to try and help out your kid. I can totally see why this would happen. Well, that being a complex scam, some of them are much easier to detect. If somebody wants you to send them money for them to send you money, it's probably a scam. And a school principal in Florida fell for it. She thought she was dealing with Elon Musk, and she thought Elon Musk wanted money. This is insane. This is the, the craziest part is that this is a principal of a school. So you think, got to have a good academic track record here. Yep. Got to be a smart person. She started conversing with whom she thought was a direct handler, if you will, of Elon Musk. And for four months says she had, now admits, at the time, of course, she didn't know, she had been groomed by this person to believe that Elon Musk was about to make a huge contribution to the school. She has been trying to, tr and by the way, it was her that pursued. However this happened, it was her that pursued it, which is the odd thing. Like, she was trying to reach out to anybody she could to try to get a hold of Elon Musk, specifically because this school does a lot with um, eco-friendly things and science and technology. It's a tech school, yeah. It's a tech school. And thought Elon Musk, if he knew about us, he would give us money. And she was, for some reason, determined on this fact in her mind. So she did get in touch with someone who, again, she thought was the handler or the, the right-hand man. That's what it was, of, of Elon Musk. 
And in conversing with him, they came up with an agreement. Like, look, uh, Elon Musk likes donations. So what you'll do is your school's going to donate $100,000. And in turn, you're going to get $6 million to the school. And she thought, that's an incredible deal right there. Wow. She's not even authorized to cut a check for more than 50000 Scott. She still wrote a check on behalf of the school for $100,000, money that they will never get back. Here she is talking about it. I am a very smart lady, well-educated. I fell for a scam. Somehow she believed it. Matching funds with this guy, and he was supposed to give like $6 million to the school. I put myself into this position and into this mess, and I made a bad decision. No shit you made a bad decision. I love that she started that off with, I'm a smart woman. Listen to this again. I am a very smart lady, well-educated. I fell for a scam. Oh, for God's the, sake. The crazy, the even, even crazier, and there's a lot of crazy parts to the story, is that the, her staff members knew about this. The entire time, the entire four months, she told them in like staff meetings and board meetings, guys, I'm in touch with the right-hand man to Elon. We're going to get $6 million. But, you know, they might need something. Don't do it. And they all said to her, don't do it. That's why she has to step down. You have a choice. You, you told people about it. They told you that sounds like a scam. She still did it. Still did it. $100,000. And and she did step down. I suppose that's the least she could do. What are we going to talk about repaying that money? It was your gullibility that cost the school $100,000. Yeah. You wrote a check for double what you were authorized to write a check for. At what point are we going to talk compensation for the school? I wonder if that goes through a, an ins- a type of insurance. I don't really know how that works, but I assume that the schools will be insured in one way or another. I don't know, Kat. They might not it's get a charter that money school. Back. What makes that different, by the way, charter school? Uh, so that would be like a private school. It, it's people okay. who have said, you know what? I'm going to opt out of the regular public yeah. school system. Oh, I no. want a specialty school. <laughs> that He's- makes it even worse, by the way, because those parents are paying so much money in tuition. Oh, yeah. They're they're probably fairly oh, well off, those parents. No. Really, really bad. Oh, that's bad. And then she's basically spending their money because that's what it is. So to answer your question, I think what she should do, the right thing to do is after stepping down, that was the correct thing to do she should start the fundraising efforts herself. Yeah. Like, look, I fucked, I done fucked up. I'm going to put together, uh, you know, an event here and a gala there, and I'm going to try to raise some money. However that, whatever that looks like, I'm going to try to raise some money because that was on me. Make it right. Yeah. Last thing is, and this came up right at the end of our show today. I didn't know that this was a story, but I found it infuriating as soon as Kat brought it up. Doja Cat is in the news. Oh, yeah. Um, Doja Cat had, I'd have to look this up because I want to make sure that I get it right. Uh, but Doja Cat had some some work done more recently, and she's been really, really open with her fans about that. And I love how like, there's some celebrities, and to each their own, right? But there's some celebrities that are really open about what they do in terms of plastic surgery. And then there's others who hide it and like or deny it or something. Doja Cat is one of those people. She's very honest uh, with, her, with her fans. But she found herself having to kind of fire back on her social media over the weekend because she was... They claim that she was promoting plastic surgery to her young fans. She admitted she received liposuction on her thighs. She said it hurt, and she was just kind of letting people know the process of liposuction for people wondering. She also uh, got a breast reduction, um, and she was talking about that. So she was kind of healing, and she wanted her fans to keep up to date. But then a lot of people started to comment that she's obviously um, 
she's obviously making her young fans feel bad about themselves in doing this, that they should get liposuction too, oh, get that the they fuck should change here. their, you know, whatever it is, face, and they should change their bodies. Um, so she said, uh, basically, <laughs> she wanted people to who were complaining to eat her warm farts. Yeah. I don't blame her for saying that. <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> She's trying to be real here. This is a celebrity who is being honest about an experience that she had. She's not in any way saying, go out and get this done. Or you're not pretty unless you have lipo. Or you won't get a uh, uh, the relationship you want unless you have your, uh, uh, I don't know, whatever else she had done. That's not what she's saying at all. And I'm really fucking sick and tired of people saying, well, you're young fans. You're young fans. You know what? If fans are that young, parents should be supervising what they're following and doing on social media anyway. And you know what? Doja Cat did nothing wrong by sharing that experience. And I'm sure a lot of people, maybe that were even considering doing it themselves, probably appreciated the candidness. Not a lot of people will tell you, it really hurts. You should think twice before you do it. It hurts a lot. Well, that's majority of her tweets were about it was that she was in a lot of pain for a while and she was on rest and she wasn't feeling herself. And and, and then she started to kind of play around with people a little bit, I think. But uh, I don't know. Again, with the celebrity thing, I don't know what people want. I don't know either. Because, and the reason why I say that is we know that there's some celebrities that have had things done. And all they do is get bombarded with like, oh, look, her face looks different. Her nose looks different. Particularly women go through this. And I maybe that's because women are more likely to get procedures done. But they're the ones that get these articles. Her face is different and this and that. And she looks thinner. She's probably taking that and not eating that. So you, you're wrong there. But then you go ahead and talk about it. And you're open about it. Like, oh, I had a surgery and I had this. And then, oh, you're telling people to do it, that you're a terrible person. Like, what do you want from people? Right. What do you want? Exactly. You know, I mean, there's a lot of bad role models out there. You don't need to shit on Doja Cat because she had liposuction. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah follow ridiculous. around the celebrities that are uh, waving guns in clubs. Follow around those celebrities that are glamorizing drug use. Follow those guys around. You don't need to worry about Doja Cat having some liposuction. Find better better things to do with your time. Mm-hmm. All right, we got to go, everybody. Have yourselves a fantastic Thursday. We will see you tomorrow, and I think Dave Blizzard is going to join us. Fantastic. The Friday pod's always a lot of fun. Have a great day. The Great Dane in Virginia recently gave birth to 21 puppies. Well, she certainly knows a rollover. <laughs> In Washington, D.C., it was the deadline for U.S. federal agencies to remove TikTok from all government devices. And five minutes later, inflation, climate change, and world peace were immediately solved. (laughs) Apple unveiled a new function called Pay Later. The way it works is you get a loan from Apple that you can use to buy Apple products, and then you pay it later. In other words, Apple invented the credit card. And... (laughs) I wonder what happens if you don't pay. Does, like, the biggest guy from the Genius Bar show up and break your texting thumbs? Honda has issued a recall for more than 300,000 vehicles due to an issue with the side view mirrors. Apparently what happened was all the objects in the mirror are exactly as close as they appear. (laughs) 